That didn't work. Oh, well. look at you! It's the first time I've ever heard it. Oh, it's pentatonics. I thought it was the, the opening to uh, Game of Thrones. Now this is all voice, <laughs> all voice plus cello. So no naked people. Uh, no, okay. no naked people. Game of Thrones style. No, no. no. Um. All right, guys, we're back. I, I rolled us in here. Zach, you made me proud because you jumped all over one. I knew you were going to jump all <laughs> I appreciate you uh, indulging me. We're back for another episode of uh, the Soccer Dad Pod. Um, and actually, uh, help me remember real quick, guys. This Today's episode is actually going to be the first time we've had a soccer dad and the son their progeny yeah on the mic we've had brothers we've had plenty of soccer dads but solo yeah i don't think we have had the father son pair before yeah can i what just, are we doing can i, mean, I, can I, I mean, just say come i want to come back to this a little bit i don't get it what don't you get what do you mean you don't get it's it it's cheesy cheesy it is it is i get it from a standpoint of there's a hundred million spins, Jared, what do you think? You like this? I like the original version better. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, yeah, I mean, listen. <laughs> I thought it was the Game of Thrones intro. No. It felt it felt like it a little bit. Five human voices and one cello. Wow. I think it's impressive, but just me. <laughs> you guys, you idiots have never done it, so you wouldn't know. Oh, I've created five human voices before. Just not at the same time. Um, I today's gonna be fun though, uh, because our our guest guests uh, today um, are really they're at the forefront of what's going on, you know. In whoa, whoa, whoa! In the game, it just it just dawned on me. What's that? This is is this one of our first? No, Petches. But this is our second repeat guest. Yes. Partially, yes. How about that? I like that too. Yeah, I like it. We're we're breaking all kind of our own records today. Um, Want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we've we've said it before. Numbers don't lie, and we are extremely appreciative of the support. Um, all we really ask, honestly, if you if you if you like it, if you really like it, and you're like, you know, the 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 guests are awesome. Love the stories. Takes me back, or it's helping me move forward. All we ask, just send it to a friend. Send it to somebody else that's in the same position. Maybe somebody that went to the barn with you back in the day to see Carl Rose play and Don Ebert. Send it to somebody that was in that station wagon with you. Or if you have a kid uh, on a team anywhere that you're gleaming some insight from what our guests are bringing to the table, send it to another parent that's on the team and say, hey, check this out. That would be the greatest gift you could give us, and we'd be super appreciative. I, uh, I I'm sitting here, and and, and we got to tell tell uh, tell you guys where we're at. We're at Soccer Park. We're right outside the main field, and there's some little tykes out here training or just messing around. And and I know this is the second year of this new color, and it's been at least two years since our boys have been gone. I love the new colors for the training gear. It almost it's retro. It see, brings it back. We're on a podcast, so it's audio, so people can't see the color. Yeah, but they can. They know what it is. It, it, it's it's yellow and royal blue, and I love the yellow tops. That's cool. They look good. It's uh, thanks to Patch for hosting us and allowing us to uh, 
squat up front here and checking it all out. Um, I want to thank our sponsors, uh, Crescent Plumbing Supply. You guys have been great, um, you know, and we really look forward to continuing to work with you. And uh, for those of you that are listening, uh, you know, especially you soccer moms, you know the stuff gets cluttered, it gets damaged, it gets dirty, and your sinks are too small, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because nobody else really cares in the house. Hit them up. They're going to help you out. Um, and then we've got Bill and Chris over there, the Pinnacle Loans. You guys have uh, stepped up to support the show as well, which brings us to the Pinnacle Points of the Day. Um, I'm J- ready. Jared, kick it off. <laughs> A little bit off base. I will go Pinnacle Point of the Day number one. This is real, too. This is not fake news. Little Wayne will debate Skip Bayless on Fox Sports 1 soon, once a week. Does anybody want to listen to Little Wayne talk to Skip Bayless about anything? I can think... Yeah! <laughs> no, I think that's Little John. Same thing. Uh, it's yeah. Yeah, you're right. I messed up. I can think of a million, maybe two million house chores I would rather execute <laughs> than listen to that. I just think Fox Sports 1, as much as I love the Fox family of sports and what they are for our country and how much coverage they bring, I just feel like they could be better, like your your announcer talk. like It's just low budge. Like Even the Women's World Cup on Fox Sports 1, to, to me, is just, we have to, it's just not that good. Well, they Fox ha- Sports One sucks. Fox, Fox in general, their their business is is ran by news, and the model that works on that side that makes them the most profitable n- quote news organization. That model they are applying it down the line through the other genres of entertainment. Their NFL package on Sunday mornings is the most entertaining on TV. I think it's great. They haven't touched it. They've they've kept it somewhat isolated from the rest of the network um, because, that, I mean, that's a golden goose. You screw up the NFL package, you're in deep shit. Yeah, but they have good things, and maybe you just don't fix something that's not Yeah, broke. because here comes Apple. Apple's going to take it all. You think they'll take it? I don't think they'll take NFL first. Maybe. Why would I, I think just, they'll go after the NBA first, but I, go ahead. I know that this is a soccer-themed podcast. I just have to say, I am I Pinna- haven't... Pinnacle points are about whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, I just haven't given... I, I, I don't. I'm not sure if I could could care less about the NFL anymore. Okay. I just don't care. Uh, I mean, and maybe it's because in our lifetime, we've had two NFL franchises brought to St. Louis and then removed from St. Louis. Uh, one in three. a pretty nefarious way. Three? No, I'm just kidding. I was like, you're not... <laughs> What? <laughs> What's your pinnacle point two of the day? Let's let's move on because I, I am not listening to Lil Wayne or John no. or anybody else debate. No, Bayless is a flipping idiot. Well, that's that's a whole other topic that I, I just I don't I just no sports commentators in general and I know that we kind of I guess we kind of fall into that category now. Uh, don't like them, uh, but some of them are great that we've had on the show. Go ahead. I, my pinnacle point is. <clears throat> I think I will be waking up at 4 a.m. on Sunday to watch the women play Sweden. I think I will, too. I've actually legitimately thought about it. I think I will, too, Zach. And so then I'm going to stay up and take my son to a a camp that afternoon. 
And then I'm hopeful that I get to hang out with my boys. But let's, but hold on. We need to speak in past tense because this will be released. Yes. After we do all these things. I plan on waking up at 4 a.m. on Sunday, August 6th (laughs) to watch the Women's World Cup, uh, U.S. Women's National Team play against Sweden. And then my hope is that I get to hang out with these two clowns at Fast Eddie's. Which would have been a couple of days ago. Sure. Whenever people listen. Yeah, like I said, I, that, that's my hope that, that by the time you listen to this, that I can say we, we did that. Um, my pinnacle point of the day, pinnacle point number three, is, uh, is pop culture related. It is movie. The category, Alex, is movies of the day. And the thing is, um, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know what to think about going to a movie theater anymore. I mean, because right now, like the Marvel catalog, all that stuff, I mean, they, they keep rolling out kind of more and more watered down iterations of what they had because, you know, the first few were the best and now it's kind of jumping the shark a little bit. But what does it say about us whenever the two most popular movies in America right now are Oppenheimer and Barbie? <laughs> and Barbie. Well, I've seen one of them and I haven't seen the other one. Which one have you seen? I saw Barbie. You went and saw Barbie? <laughs> I did. With who? With Mandy. Nine 13-year-old tell, girls? Yeah, tell me no. you had like a bus of kids with you. No, no, no. It is not a kid's movie at all. Not even... It's it's not a kid's movie. What is it rated? PJ-13. Um, explain... How, 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 is, how is it not a kid's movie? I mean, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I will not see it. I will not go watch I, it. I can tell you that even if it's free on whatever Tubi I'm or not try to con- any of those, I'm networks. not going to try to convince you to watch it. Did Mandy dress up like Barbie when you went? Nope. Uh, she you should have got did, her to. You do You got it. in that box, didn't you? I've seen all these Twitter photos. I did Twitter not get photos. in a box. I did wear a pink shirt. You wore a pink shirt to yeah, Barbie. I, I, <laughs> this is read, the most ridiculous conversation we've had ever. No, in I am. I am. It wasn't I, on purpose. I'm, I'm watching into the future as we're recording this for the drop date. And our follower count is reducing by the No, side. no, no, no. I, I promise you there are people, I, I swear, there are men and women that have seen that movie that listen to this show that will back me up. And if you do, send us a note. But it is not a kid's movie. It's not like a live action Barbie movie that you think of like a live action Little Mermaid or live action... Uh, Lion King. Well, it, it is a <laughs> truly a satirical look at feminism and the role of gender God. in our society. It's not a kids' movie. It's not. Uh, it's but they're dressed hilarious. up like dolls. I mean, the whole yes wardrobe. They use the Barbie theme um, and the I don't know motif of what Barbie is to paint this world. But there's a twist to it. And I can't even believe we're having this conversation. Before the hey, Barbie Herman died, shit. let's Neither talk about Pee Wee Herman. Say anything until you've seen it. You can't. I will never watch it. Oh, <laughs> how manly of you! It has nothing to do with being manly. Here's the deal. Before that, name quick, 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 rapid fire. Who? What's the last movie you saw in a movie theater before you went in your pink shirt and watched Barbie? You go first. Spider-Verse 2. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. That's what mine was, too. I went with the kids. That was Top yep, Gun. Same here. 
Ooh. That's that. the last. And, and I tell you that, I don't even remember the first, the one before that. But I'm not a movie guy, I guess. I'm a movie guy. I love going to the theater. I Do you buy the popcorn? Do you do the I whole do thing? The popcorn. Or, or do you do what my wife does and bring a suitcase slash purse? <laughs> now, <loaded with laughs> Mandy and I may have... Uh, and that tumbler is, quote, water. Mandy and I may have brought in some contraband liquid um, into the theater, but Cap- we did... Capri Suns? Yeah, that's what... Yeah, Pink lemonade, Capri Suns? <laughs> it was... I, Telling you, it's. Did you? Did you? I'm not even. Did you leave and was like, "That was really good, Manny. I'm glad we went." Yes. Come on. She cried. She cried twice. We are. I'm telling you, it is not a kids movie. I'm so inclined to plug in my my, the dial in and ask her, but I'm not going to. Well, we'll see her in person shortly. And 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 Grady has seen it. Did he cry too? But he went with he a girlfriend. He went with and girlfriend. I understand and in the teenage years, I would take one for the team to go with a girl it's in not, the teenage years. You wouldn't be taking one for the team, I promise you. I promise you, you've seen way worse movies, either in your home or at the theater. I don't think so. I promise. Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure 3? That was a good one. Hmm. I don't know. That's sad. Because he passed away, too. He did. You know, here's my thing. My pinnacle point for I didn't have it until I just said it. Do you find it a little ironic that there was an immense amount of love affair, outpouring sympathy for Paul passing away after he was accused of what he was accused of? Yeah, I thought it was weird, too. Like, people were celebrating his I honestly don't remember what he was accused of. Uh, I don't even think we need to say it on the show because of who listens and just... Google it. Google it. I will. I will. I just... uh, Apparently... (laughs) I was going to say he... Put it this way. If Bill Cosby kicked it, imagine... I... He was in that realm? No, not... uh, Nah, well... Let's move it on. Yeah, well, we'll come back. Yeah, here's the deal. I'm never going to buy a Maybe Subway not. sandwich and go in and watch Pee-wee's Big Adventure while <laughs> you know, <laughs> waiting to go home and watch Cosby Show. It's not going to happen. Cool That's with you? an interesting statement. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will have our guests, plural, guests with a Z. And uh, we're going to be off to the races. See you on the flip side. Yo, Jared here. Remember the pool pandemic of 2021? I was infected. I needed my own oversized oasis in Wentzville. I needed a simple solution to pay for it. So I reached out to my favorite undefeated CBC freshman standouts, Bill and Chris, at The Pinnacle Loans. Long story short, I have my pool. It's a flipping hammer. The loan process with those guys was so simple. Even I did it. Now, every time I get in my pool to drink ice-cold beer, I can thank the team over at ThePinnacleLoans.com. That's ThePinnacleLoans.com. 20-0 as freshmen? Really? Crescent Plumbing Supply helps save marriages. Really. As families grow, kitchen and bath needs change rapidly. Designing and choosing the right fixtures takes way more skill than just scrolling Pinterest. Staying on budget and avoiding those foreign language order sheets, that's not easy. Lucky for you, the local team at Crescent Plumbing Supply, they are experts. They can help you ditch the baby's tub for a teenage shower and upsize that kitchen sink 
for all those tumblers, rosé glasses, and sports water bottles. So, when you're ready for that kitchen or bath makeover, go to crescentsupply.com. That's crescentsupply.com. It's cheaper than a therapist. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Quarter piece got one piece inside my DNA. I got power. What's up, people? Howdy. How do this is I had I had to uh, clean my ears from the pentatonics and Barbie girl <laughs> ins and outs. Um, I, I, listen, I never claimed to be cool. Not once. No, no, that's a I don't think it's that. I think it's, you know, I think you're I mean, pentatonics cool. like sell out. <laughs> I mean, they sell out enterprise, don't they? Yeah, they do. I mean, there's a doing, lot of people. Right. They're doing all right. Yeah. Some people, you know, appreciate that style of music. Well, I thought uh, you guys don't. I'm, I was just taking a guess because all the kids these days are big fans of uh, our man Kendrick. Yeah. How about you, Jared? I like Kendrick. I, I, I bet you pump that hard out at your flipping pool. I don't okay. really pump that hard out at the pool. Um, <laughs> but I, <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I will, I'll get down with some Lamar. <laughs> All right. Before we just completely ruin everybody else's expectations here, we're, we're going to bring our guests on. Uh, super stoked for this episode. It's the first time we've had, we've, we've had players, we've had dads, we've had soccer dads. Uh, but we've never had two on at the same time that had bloodline. We've had brothers, but not a pop and son. You've had sisters. Yes. Yeah, you we did. did. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for reminding well, me, that's Jared. that's not actually true because you and Max technically were. Oh, that is. Yes. So actually you guys are the second father-son combo on the show. There we go. Now, to clarify, they're the first father-son guests. True. Not true. We were hosts. We were co-hosts. Right. Good, good catch there. That's right. Uh, without further ado, because everybody that is in their car or on their phone has already read the uh, screen, they know who we got. They're pissed that we're still talking with oh, them. Oh, they are so pissed. They're like, <laughs> God damn, bring them on. Do you think anybody <laughs> got through the Barbie movie from Zach's I'm, pink shirt? I, I, I mean, I don't think anybody did. I, I mean, think they the, just... the, the follower ticker is still clipping down, right? Hey, so listen, we, we got to work on bringing that thing back up. Listen, listen, there's a reason I chose this episode to bring that up. Okay. I knew people would stick on because of who our guest is. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, our guest today is the first homegrown player for our St. Louis City SC, Caden Glover, and his illustrious father, Jason Glover. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, man. You, uh, I've been talking to your dad quite a bit lately you know just kind of doing some work stuff a lot of soccer stuff a lot of fun stuff because we bump into each other he comes down to our 100 corner usually yes, at halftime you see you sit up you you pay your dues i go yeah up top <clears throat> that's where i like to watch and but i i certainly like to go down to your section at the corner and uh it's like uh the traffic of who's who I think he he is part of the 100 section be, at this I mean, point. Am I am I part of it? I, I think I, so. Yes, I, I think that, that yes. actually means a lot. Patch said that you were. Oh well, then so. there. You, if, well, if, we're we're bringing uh, if the uh, if the president is saying that <laughs> I'm part of section 100, then well I'm we're in. gonna br- we're gonna bring out some guard tape 
and we're actually going <laughs> to mark off uh, the rail. We're yeah. going to give you your own spot. Patch, oh, Patch is wearing a tank top to Section 100. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, new, nice, first nice game. First nice weather game. Yeah. Tank top, Patch. I like it. All right, Caden, so immediately we have to apologize because that is a perfect example of how we have no format here, <laughs> and we typically go off the rails. All good, all good. How you doing, man? Are you, uh, I mean, you got to be feeling good. You feel healthy. Where's, uh... Where, where are you at today? What what month are we in? I'm lost. We're in August now. August. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little hot out there. You got a lot of training. Got a lot of City 2 games going. <clears throat> how are you feeling right now? Yeah, coming off of last weekend's win against LASC with two goals, I'm obviously feeling confident and happy with how I'm playing, but uh, I got to keep that level at what it's at right now, and hopefully I can bring it into next weekend against Monarchs. That's on Sunday the 6th, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. Did, did you practice that answer? Because that was very professional, my man. I did not. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here hoping that he says everything right. <laughs> but he does do good. I don't know how he does it, but he just answers the way that you would want a kid that's doing what he's doing. He just answers it the right way. You're and probably you go, gonna huh. jinx me now. I'm gonna say something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Well, well, how does well, it feel? How, how does it feel um, being next to your dad? Uh, starting in his club, and then coming from just right behind you. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, your days at Steamers and a little bit at, with the SLSG, St. Louis Scott Gallagher, and, and what does it mean to be back here? And just, you know, for us doing the show, there, there's no better place. Because, I mean, this is home. I mean, they have a shirt in the, in the gift shop that says, I'd rather be at Soccer Park. There's a lot of truth to that shirt. Yeah, I mean, with Steamers, it was just kind of me and my dad. He was always training me. It was... You know, just me and him, I didn't really have anyone else that was kind of guiding me to do what I do. But then I made the jump to Gallagher, and that's when I had more guidance and more competition. But, yeah, I mean, my dad's still coaching me till this day. He's texting me or showing me clips pretty much all day. I can't ever do, get do away you, from that. But, but do you actually do you actually? I think he blocked me once. <clears throat> do, you, do you actually respond, or are you an emoji Never. kid? He knows. Okay, so he knows that I'm looking at them, but I don't, I don't need a response. to. Or I don't need to respond for him to know that I'm taking right. his information. I send a lot. <laughs> I send enough to where well, well, I, got, that, I got 20 clips from training yesterday. <laughs> well, the first step of recovery, Jason, is to admit <laughs> there's a problem. What's the second step? I need the second step. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure that out in the next episode. But um, yeah, Kate, I mean, the thing is, like, um, we've all kind of been, uh, you know, fairly close to watching you and your progress and getting to this point. You know, because we've all we've had kids in this club for a long time. You know, we were aware um, we had heard a lot of the rumors of this kid from the steamers and it, we knew. And then you come here and you start running the table just like you did there. Um, did, did you ever imagine that, like, you know, Patch just walks in with the, the jersey that they're going to be hanging here for you? You know, did you did you? Did, as a young kid, because you're still a puppy. Realistically, you are. No offense, because you're a big puppy. A big puppy. Yeah. <laughs> you're more of like a Rottweiler puppy. Um, did, it, did, did that ever go through your head, or were you just like, was it about just playing the game? I mean, I honestly, I would say that I constantly had that in my head, which strived me to, to push myself to reach my goal. But, yeah, it was something that I always dreamed of and strived for. But having it in, my, in the back of my head at all times kind of helped me to get where I am because – I just 
told myself that I could do it. Well, let me ask a follow-up question then going back to the earlier days, just, you know, because the moniker of the show, the title of the show, Soccer Dad Pod, and given the role that your dad played in the early years as your coach, as your trainer, I mean, you guys had to have spent literally tens of thousands of hours right together at home in the backyard on the training field in games uh what did what does it mean to you now looking back at specifically the early days as you know five through ten you know remembering those that he was there that was like your you know every step of the way what does that mean to you do you do you think about that at all yeah at this honestly point? i think about that a lot and i'm extremely grateful for what my dad did for me when i was younger because without him i'd be nowhere near where i am now but yeah, I remember being like five and me and my dad would be in the basement. Just I was banging. dominating. No. <laughs> dominating. <laughs> so we'd be banging balls off the, the walls in the basement or whatever it was. But, yeah, my mom probably didn't like it too much. But, yeah. We had a, we had a bow net goal, and then we had a gymnastics mat, and I would defend that goal with my life. <laughs> and then we had these, like, that. little uh, – it was like a big wheel, but it, I don't know what it was, but I would ride that around. Was it the hockey green stick. machine? What was it? It was one of those, you just sit on it, and you had a hockey stick, and you'd Oh, yeah, and I would chase way. them to try to poke the ball away with just, like, anything is that it, would Is there any him. video of this? Like, did your I mom heard? come down and record that? I hope not. Uh, yeah, that was kind of just our thing down there. <laughs> but we would have so much fun because, one, you didn't. he didn't want to get his toes ran over, so he had to be super just athletic and you had to like dodge me with a hockey stick and the big wheel dude that's so funny and, but and we the, did that we did the same thing with the lawnmower oh yeah we did the lawnmower oh, that sounds dude, that really was a tricky. <laughs> that was like a, a, a it could have been a bad scene of like jackass or something yeah. i mean but you could be in I, jail for that oh, <laughs> listen, you I, yeah you would have been on one of those lifetime movie specials yeah. man who's the uh mma guy that his dad had him wrestle a bear what was the oh, that was the, uh, the Russian dude yeah, that the Russian came guy. in with the hat? Uh, Khabib. Khabib. I feel like maybe some of the trainings <laughs> were like that because well, well, we you, did a lot of crazy things to just be different. But and, it sounds like a PSA, really. You know, well, you to, to don't do what I do. The next homegrown, <laughs> you just got to put your kids in dire situations where their feet could be chopped off. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, we're, we're the same age, right? You're a Gen yeah. X, or yeah. you, we watched all the Rocky movies as kids. That's. Yeah, you probably, I make him watch Rocky. Did, did you? Did he ever? Caden, serious question: Did he ever make you chase a chicken? <laughs> he did not. Oh well, that, well, that foot I'm speed. I'm, telling you. I'm getting <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I'm getting nervous because when I did wrong stuff when I was growing up, my mom used to hold my face against the stove. I don't think that was your mother. <laughs> I don't I think, think that, that was uh, the warden. Here's the thing. If you made a wrong move, your feet got cut off by the lawnmower in our house. So <laughs> that's just the way we did it, I guess. Well, let's let's Each get their own. Let's get back on track a little bit here. Um, talk, talk about the training specifically, though, for you, because um, you know, you, you, because of your age, I mean, you you still have memories of a lot of the, that younger process. Uh, is is there something about the training that stood out to you that you feel like? kind of uh, resonates or transfers to what you're <clears throat> putting out on the field today? You know, like if somebody's listening, like, oh, what's the drill? What's that one drill that really 
uh, maybe helped slingshot a little bit of your confidence or skill sets or whatever that might be? Yeah, I mean, as a, as a young player, I always just focused on dribbling. And then obviously the shooting was just kind of came along with it. But um, yeah, it's something that you have to have at a high level or else you just get clobbered up. There's no good player that has like bricks as feet. But yeah, you want to be in game situations while you're training. You don't want to just walk through the motions because it's not, it's not going to relate to the game. But yeah, just putting yourself in those uncomfortable situations during training that are, that are going to help you to get to the next level. Like think, a lawnmower. Yeah, I was well, going to say, is there a faster defender than a Briggs and Stratton? <laughs> right. I, I do want to call something out because I've, I've watched you play for many years, Caden, and the one thing that I think has always stood out to me is the ability that you have to protect the ball. And with your size, playing at the ages that we watched you play, it was really easy to look at a kid your size and go, well, he's going to be maybe fast, maybe he can shoot, but he's not going to have technical skills. There's no way. And the way that you were able to use your feet and and keep the ball close and, and protected and then just... At speed, too, at mind you. At speed. Yeah. I mean, I watched you play in futsal and out here, and that, I think, <laughs> maybe it was the lawnmower. Um, well, it, <laughs> we did forget. We have a hundred and... 10 pound American bulldog <laughs> and who likes soccer balls and as well. Who loves soccer balls and she would go after your feet. And I think that in a weird way, that was the chicken that you were talking <laughs> yeah. about in Rocky. Yeah. Because if she came at you, you had to be quick. Otherwise, she would take you out at the knees. And when we got her, Caden was five and she's still alive. And I mean, if you go even tonight, if she's older now, but if you take her outside with a with a ball, you've got to bring it. And there's a way to shield her that I think taught all of my kids how to shield the ball because otherwise she would pop it. And, I mean, this is a dog oh, that yeah. would get a hold of a soccer ball, and in five seconds it was popped. So we went through a couple of soccer balls, and, you know, we went through this whole thing. But that's part of the process of just – you're you're playing the, the point of it is you're playing all the time it's <clears throat> so for all of you kids listening and you're training in the backyard you need a big wheel with a hockey stick and a mad dad <laughs> a lawnmower chasing you and an american bulldog that likes to eat that's soccer the balls. formula I, that sounds like right about i think maybe <laughs> this episode should not air <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, let me ask you this um your siblings, um, yeah, you, um, your two siblings, you're you're three, real close. You, Go ahead. Three, you three, right? Two, three, yeah. Three, three, three siblings. Twin brother, two, two, yep. two sisters. I'm sorry, three siblings. How close are you to them? And and how how much fun has it been to grow up and experience your success with them? I mean, because I would imagine within the family setting, this success doesn't happen with without the support of your family. Yeah, I'm, I'm really close with all my siblings, and honestly, they're probably some of my biggest fans. But, yeah, they're really supportive. Anytime that something goes good, they're there for me. And anytime something's not going my way, they're there. But, yeah, I'd say my oldest sister's probably the one that, like, always reaches out first if I get, like, a call up or something good happens, I score. But, yeah, my other siblings as well are really supportive. So Who, Who's the one that's quickest to criticize? Like, why the hell did you go to your left? Oh, probably to... Lindsay for sure. She's just <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. How, um, and, and how awesome is it to fight about the car? <laughs> and, and who wins that fight? I mean, I, 
I kind of have to take it to practice. So <laughs> yeah, he definitely hogs the majority of it. But even when they both have an opportunity to drive, neither one of them want to drive. Yeah. So then it's a fight of who wants to actually drive, yeah, ex- and they're going to the same place. Okay, so you're our first 16-year-old on the show so far. <clears throat> Explain to us, why do kids not want to drive these days? I don't get that. Because when we all grew up, yeah. we couldn't wait for 16th yeah. birthday and rip it. What's what's the what's the like blase attitude towards driving a car? Those are cool. I mean, maybe people are so attached to their phones that they want to be on their phones in the passenger seat. But I oh. personally, I know my dad said that me and my brother fight over who's driving, but I don't have like a huge problem with driving. There we go. Well, then you can. You, will you drive your dad around, or is your dad still uh, I don't alpha? Know about that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll send the passenger seat for that. Yeah, that's a, that's a follow up <clears throat> question because you know. I'm going through this now with my son, the the permit time mm-hmm. yep. of the two parents who was the driving coach. Ooh, oh, my yeah. dad. My mom won't hop in a car. Well, at least when I had my permit, she would not hop in a car. <laughs> yeah. So this is how Caden uh, and Connor learned how to drive. So I don't know. Were if, you chasing with a lawnmower? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Cutting the line. Uh, <laughs> This is almost as bad of a story. (laughs) So we would put, uh, like, fall or winter soccer pamphlets in people's mailboxes, and I would make them drive the street, and then I would, you know, lean out the window and put the postcard in the mailbox. And there was a couple of times where they would take the turn too tight in a cul-de-sac or something, and... I probably overreacted a couple of times. No. I think I overreacted one time a little bit too much, and uh, Connor, which is Caden's brother, got out of the car, and the car was still in drive. And then, <laughs> like, we did a whole thing with that as well. And, you know, it's just I, – I think that in terms of driving, one parent has to take control of it, and then you just own it. And yeah. the other parent is like, I'm not doing it. But I, I, with 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 Lindsay, our uh, daughter, she couldn't do the blinker and steer at the same time, and like it was confusing. And to so this day, well, so she didn't you know, play, she didn't play Forza. Yeah, I guess. Oh not. my goodness! And but it's just these little things that yeah. you take for granted, and you've been driving for so long, and 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 it's frustrating as a parent. Plus, you're trusting that they're going to put their foot on the brake when they're supposed to <laughs> and put it yeah. in park when and, they get out and then like you're doing all these things and so we would have this stack of like 500 of these postcards and we would drive and then we would go like one neighborhood and then we would switch and then Caden would drive and then you know of course we've got the peanut gallery because they you know if connor just finished driving then he was in the back seat and he would say oh you're too close or <laughs> or i can do this better and so there's all these little things that, but that's how you learn yep. you yeah, if you can pull in like a mailman and drop off you know a postcard you, you have to learn how to drive like that that's what driving is and so we would do that and then sometimes they'd get too close and it would almost clip me in the <laughs> mailbox and but you know, again, that's our time. Like, that's how we spent their driving 
uh, activities I feel like you're together. the coach from dodgeball. I mean, yeah. like, you can dodge, <laughs> dodge a wrench. You can start dodge a wrench. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Hey, let's 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 move you back into the soccer world a little bit. We'll make this easy on you, um, easier on you. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the the kind of what I would call Middle Earth for you, the middle years uh, between Steamers and where you're at currently at City. You spent your time here at uh, Scott Gallagher. Um, talk a little bit about you know making that transition. Uh, you knew why you were making the dis- th- that transition. You guys as a family had discussed it. You were looking for the next level. You came here out of the gate. Talk about some of the coaches and the process and the difference in maybe some of the competition. You know, what did it mean to you to come here and put on that new jersey? And it, what was your initial reaction as a, you know, as a first timer at the club? And what does it mean to you now? Yeah, whenever I first came to the club, I was honestly really shy. Like, everyone would be warming it up, and I was too shy to even take a shot on goal. But some of those kids now that I was warming up with or was too shy to talk to them are my best friends. But, uh, yeah, the coaches were great. The The competition was obviously amazing. It was, I would say it was way different than Steamers. But uh, who, 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 fir- who was the first coach? Tim Leonard. Tim, Timmy? Yeah. What 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 was what was it about Tim that you, that you liked that was different from your dad? You know, from a from a training standpoint, uh, how, how did that go for you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like the environment was just the players are so much more technical, and Tim coached them would put me in situations that would challenge me more, but just because like there's resources for me to be challenged more than the steamers had. But yeah. So when you get into, uh, let's see here. How how old were you when the the, the first round were you fourteen? Yeah, yeah, you uh, you thirteen, you fourteen ish. So is, so is it all this is playing out? Uh, the city is you know, uh, awarded the team. We all know it's being built. We know it's coming down the pipe. We know the academy is coming. Um, when you started piecing it all together, you knew you were thriving here. At what point did it cross your mind, like? that might be or I want that to be my next step and when it came to fruition you know what what went through your what, what went through your head when you when you knew the opportunity was at the door yeah as soon as we found out about the team coming my dad well me and my dad like to set goals or just kind of things that we should strive for but that's something that me and my dad talked about just doing anything I can to get onto that team but whether it was the academy second team or first team and I mean Luckily, I'm on the first and second team right now. But, yeah, it's something that me and my dad always talked about. So as soon as it happened, yeah. Can we talk about guest playing? Because that was my first real experience with the Glovers, was our boys were U13, I I believe, and we were playing out, I think, in Chesterfield. And I think you guest played on an Ajax team. Mm -hmm. It was an 07 team. Look at he's smiling yeah, at you. You remember now. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that game. And <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I, I, I recall is <clears throat> kind of late in the game, I think you'd already scored once. Uh, twice, probably. Twice. Well, and not at that point. No, no. The, <laughs> oh, okay. The second this goal This is lawnmower, Dad. Don't cross him. No, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you had a hat trick that game. Uh, but your, I think it was your second goal. I think my son, Grady, had what was perceived to be a handball somewhere in the midfield. I mean, oh, the free kick. The- yes. Oh, yeah. See, you even know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, you were 30 yards out. I, I, I'm guessing. 
laser <laughs> straight through the entire defense right past the goalie. In I have the that on video, actually. Holy really? yeah. crap. I, somebody sent it to me after Was that, that in between cutting grass? <laughs> I mean, really? No, but I, but I, I think through that time frame of – and then that next season you were here at Gallagher. Yep. And the transition, it goes from being – this is what I want to ask you, Caden, is going from being kind of the man – on most of the teams you've probably played for in the past, right? You know, uh, the, the go-to and kind of the, the leader, so to speak. And then you come out to Gallagher, you're on in a very different environment. You mentioned the technicality of the players and just the, the difference. How hard for, for you was it to kind of get back into that? Did you lack confidence? Did you have any doubt? I mean, walk us through a little bit of that. Yeah, really, it just took getting my teammates' trust to become that guy yeah. again. But, yeah, I mean, you can't score if you're not getting the ball, and it took a little bit to get that chemistry for them to be able to play me the ball so I can score. But but you seem very aware of your abilities. You seem very grounded in yeah. uh, the work ethic side of it. I mean, we, we ran into you guys uh, over the wintertime, oh, right, yeah. up at football yeah. club. Mm -hmm. um, you know, y y you didn't have to be there. You know, it's off season. But you chose to be there. You guys were there working. And um, do do you have you always kind of known when you get into these situations in these new environments that do you have that kind of confidence in you? Like, look, give me the ball. I want to score. I can do that. I'm willing to earn your trust. Um, is is that easy for you, or is there a certain amount of frustration waiting to get to the point to where you are accepted within that new level? Yeah, when I was younger, I was a little bit more timid to go up to someone and say I need the ball, but my dad always told me that it was a problem because when I first came to Gallagher, I wasn't getting the ball, but that was just a chemistry thing between me and the other guys. But even at City now, I've kind of grown up now to where if I'm not getting the ball, so I'll, have a, yeah, I'll have a sit-down conversation with the 10s the or whoever it may be that should be playing me the ball and just tell them, like, hey, I'm open or what are you seeing or just kind of talk it out with them. With with the hard work that JB references, I mean, all, everybody's success in this game and your uncanny success at your young age is is probably due to your hard work or, or, or very is due to your hard work. Um, with that hard work comes successes. Um, the All-Star Weekend. How fun was that? Um, did, did you just get a time, just get a minute to soak it in? Can, can you talk about the All-Star Weekend a little bit? Because, I mean, I know that there's a whole club of academy players, staff, first team members, even this club, your dad's club. Um, this whole area was so excited to see you play in that All-Star game. And did I mean, was that, was that the time of your life so far? Yeah, I, I mean, it was definitely a blast. But the cool thing about it was you're just surrounded by so many – amazing athletes. I mean, one day I was in the elevator with Tiago Almada, the World Cup winner, Greg Berhalter, uh, Zimmerman, Rooney. But yeah, and then when you're in the Players' Lounge, you're with obviously the top talents around the country. The who's who? Did, did you yeah. look them all in the eye and say, I'm Caden Glover, I can outrun a lawnmower? <laughs> I did not, but I'll take that into consideration for next time. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I kind of want to like lean into that a little bit more because um, I'm just super impressed with your maturity and your and your humble kind of approach to everything. You know, the bright lights. Let's just call it that. Um, when you were uh, offered 
and you, you and your family went through the whole homegrown offer process. Was there a point where you were like, holy shit, okay, now what? Or was it just like you said you and your dad set goals? Was it one of those things where you went in the bedroom and like, okay, check that box, let's keep going? You know, how, how, did, how did that feel when that moment came and what was, what was the next step? Yeah, I mean, first, obviously celebrating it, but then after that, me and my dad kind of had a talk, just like, like the, the real work starts now, and you're nowhere near, like, the, the finish line. But, yeah, that's when my dad and I even went harder in the trainings, but, yeah. So we just, we have interviewed a lot of folks on this show that have had some great success. A lot of them are from St. Louis. Most of them on the end of their career, Most not of them, very many at the beginning. Right. And so my question for you is, you know, growing up with a dad who obviously has some nostalgic uh, tendencies, uh, given the steamers and, and whatnot. It's the, it's the North County in him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It really Spanish like. Yeah. So did you have some idols other than your dad, other than, you know, some of the guys that you might. I was not his idol. Well, I, I, I wanted to give him the out by saying, no, no. other than your dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who did you kind of look up to English Premier League, La Liga, whatever? I don't, I don't know if you followed or, or any local. of those. Like or, an, or an older kid in the club, who, you know, some of those North Stars. Yeah, I'd say ever since I was little, me and my dad, we don't really do it as much now, but me and my dad would, how old do you think I was? Like six and we just watch messy highlights for an hour. Yeah. Yeah, so that's five, obviously four, five, that. six years old, and I think that it was, and it was when those the the graphics were horrible. Oh, yeah, terrible, really yeah, messy, and, and grainy, and, and even like uh, Ronaldo Brazil, Ronaldo, and oh yeah, watching him and Ronaldinho, and just showing like Messi is now. There's other guys that are similar, but they're not Messi in that way, and. And even now I say, like, hey, watch. I'll pull a clip from LAFC of a guy doing a certain thing on the Mm -hmm. field with the ball, Mm -hmm. and I'll videotape it and send it to him and be like, this is, yeah, like, look at at this cut. Watch Mm -hmm. this. Watch how he plays the ball in. And and I don't know if it's just something that I feel like I'm connected to him in that way because we would – for an hour or two hours watch YouTube videos of Messi. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even like the the Ray Hudson calls of Messi. Yeah. And just the the beautiful how they explain the magical parts of Messi scoring and when they say like he goes through uh you know uh, a a round door and he beats you on the other side and you're like, what? <laughs> but like, that's, that was yeah. the call. And we'd be like, what does that even mean? And, to, but we were loving it. And that was my connection in our communication as father and son and being like, yeah. Hey, this is, this is how we connect. Cause we're, we're training too, well, but we're also spending time together. This takes me to uh, a, a question that I'm really curious about, you know, because what you're describing, um, I can only imagine you, you probably remember in your head, the memory of the videos and and the announcers and making the call. And you probably remember some of the conversations you had at a young age, like, wow, you know, he did this, or do you remember this game or that goal or whatever? 
And then personally, the two of you have probably, again, you've spent so many hours in the car and driving and doing it all together. Um, and and we're experiencing it at the same time in, in, in a little bit of a different way. But you and Jason, you and I have talked about this, and my question is directed at you, Caden. And that is from the player perspective, from the sun perspective, when you've hit the level that you've hit, and now so much of this process is really yours. It's individual. It's you in the car by yourself, or you're on the bus with your teammates, and you're removed from the family relationship that was everything prior to hitting that next level. Make your dad feel good here. Do you miss it? And what do you miss about it? Or what is different about this phase? And are you enjoying it in the same way? You know, just answer. You can dip and dodge through any of that however you would like. Yeah, I mean, I definitely I definitely miss my dad coaching me. But I'd still say, like, till this day, he coaches me every day because he's sending me 20 texts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have an unlimited plan. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, but I'll be—I'll just be sitting in bed, and <laughs> this was like yesterday. There was a rain delay in the Inter Miami game, and I'm sitting in bed waiting for it to resume, and I get spams from <laughs> practice. Now wait a second—is yeah. this in your bed, like across the hallway? Yeah, or? he doesn't yeah. even call me in. He just sends <laughs> me these texts. Man, what? what? It, You're over there like, go mow grass, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I watch stuff and then I don't want to forget it. That's where I well, yeah. let me, let me, so I, I send it you. to him, I and I know he's sitting there. And I, even if he didn't watch the video or read what I sent to him, I still feel like I'm just watching and observing, and I just want him to know that I care. Like, yeah, of course I care that he's a soccer player. But I also care that he's my child. And so if I'm sending him something and he doesn't respond, like I don't I don't sit there and go, why didn't you respond? I'm 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 sending twenty more. Like I go, I will outlast you. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> he's, gonna, I, I, <laughs> he's gonna grind you out, yeah. is what he's gonna do. But the thing is, here's here's my point. The one time that he does say like Hey, thanks for sending that. I'm like, Makes 100 more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's 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 talk soccer for a little bit. Um, you, you've been you've been on quite the trajectory, you know, since the announcement, uh, bouncing a little bit up and down between the U17s up to City Two. You 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 got on the field in Chicago with the first team. Um, you know, we've we've been down with the the 15s, and we've had the privilege of watching you play this past year down there in Dallas and. Um, you you keep like every team, every opportunity just seems like it, I mean just tremendous talent all around you. How how hard is it, or how much fun is it to kind of navigate bouncing between your peers? Really, at the seventeen, going to two, you know, you get the the two goals in the last game, you know, and and the bodies get a little bit bigger, they get a little bit faster, the environments shift, you know, you go from you know, a turf field in Dallas to Soldier Field, right? How are, how are you personally managing kind of that fluidity? And, you know, is is it fun? Yeah, I, I honestly have a lot of fun dropping down with the 17s of those. Those are just kind of my boys. But I'm not going to lie, it's kind of hard to go up and down because say I've been with City 2 for a month or so and then they throw me into U17, but then... 
I've been gone for a month, so that connection is kind of lost between me and the other guys, just on the field, not off the field. But So then we go to say it's Dallas, and maybe I'm making runs that they're not seeing or they're not remembering from last time. But Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me, let me but ask. But that's also part of the development. Yeah. Is it's not easy. And nothing right. going forward is easy. And so it's okay to have that experience. And I think that it's okay to feel uncomfortable. And that's probably the hardest part as a parent to know that he's going through that, but knowing that it's also the best for him and not uh, getting in the mix, letting the club do their thing. They know what they're doing. They, right, right, they right. have the recipe and trusting that they're doing it. They're, they're as interested as we are. And so when they're moving him up and down, they're doing it for their reasons too. Yeah. And so what they're getting out of him is uh, it, it's, it's an experience. And so it's important all the way around to, to be supportive and say, yeah, it is difficult to, cause he is playing with his friends and then going back into the other environment and then maybe getting injected back in and, but that's life. Like life isn't, a straight line, yeah, and that's what they're cre- they're creating the adversity uh, intuitively. Who is um, who's your favorite guy on the first team to room with? <laughs> I mean, whenever I went to Chicago, it was me and Miggy. Okay, I mean, that's that and, and there's some familiarity show. there, probably. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. Who 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 would you be afraid to room with? Ooh. Like who? Who do you like? You stare him down. Probably like, me. Still, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> who, who's who, who's who's the one that's like, it just has that edge, in training or at the dinner table. To be honest, on the first team, there's not a guy like that. Really? Yeah, which is a good thing. What about on t- second team? On the second team, there's probably some guys. That- <laughs> <laughs> and on the U17s, is that you? No, no, I'm, I'm pretty chill. So, yeah. That's well, let, awesome. Let's talk. I want. I want to dig into the uh, Chicago experience a little bit. Um, you know, because it's your first time. You know, with the with getting on the field with the first team, and you do it in you know one of the most iconic uh, stadiums, fields really in the world, you know, Soldier Field in Chicago. What's going through your head? You know, did you did you know going into the game or was it a game time decision and when when they told you warm up it's time? You know, was it just another game or was it like, oh my God, here we go? To be honest, I had my nerves pretty under control, but uh, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't think I was gonna go in. And you're you're warming up on the sideline, you got the Chicago fans are heckling you or whatever, and then you just hear like the coach screamed down to the, the to Jared, and he's like, Caden, now! And then, like, that's when it hits you in your head, like, oh, like, I'm actually about to go on the field, but... Were you looking around like, who's Caden? Yeah, well, I, I had to, no like, way. double check. I was like, did they say Caden? Like, <laughs> well, your dad told me a really funny story after the fact, because I texted him, like, hey, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. And then a couple of days later, you were talking, and uh, you said something like, yeah, you know, typical teenager brought his shirt home and threw it in the wash and he's like you don't wash that <laughs> on the you ground yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so is it framed yet or is it, it still is. sitting it's in their clothing in the oh, there you go man yeah. well um I, I got a few closing questions and then we'll get we'll get you out of here um 
just next steps, you know, because you're in the grind. We know that you're going to be popping up and down. You're going to be, you're going to be all over the for a while. And you know, we clearly expect and hope for you to, you know, land land at the top, stay at the top, and keep going from there. What's what's your own personal goal right now? As you know, Caden Glover at 16 at this point, you're getting the minutes at two. You you know, first team is around the corner. What, what's driving you right now for, you know, looking at later in the fall, moving into next spring? Where's your head at, head at right now? Yeah, right now I think that just working on being that guy for City 2 that, that they're looking for, depending on for goals. Because, I mean, right now I have four goals throughout the season, which, I, I mean, it's decent for my age, but it's, it's not great. Um, so just as the season goes on, I want to be the one that they look for or they trust to score for them. That's awesome. Go ahead, Zach. This is a very <clears throat> soccer-related but more soccer dad pod-related question. And now, Jason, when you were on with, with, with JB a couple months ago, you you alluded to – I was there too. And Barbie. Jared. Uh, I was oh, speaking of Barbie, I, I was there too, Barbie. Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go see Barbie? I – I sadly I did. It was not. It was not. Caden, 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 you are welcome back anytime, my man. Caden, Caden, thank you for stepping up and saying it. Um, <laughs> Do you even ask the question at this point? Yes, I'm going to ask. Okay, okay ask the question. Ask the question. We got to get. We got to get him moving. No, I know. Brother. I, so the, the communication. You talked about how you and your dad would sit down and watch videos of Messi. He was training you all the time. He was your coach, and he's still sending you that kind of stuff. I'm assuming there are times where you're like, dude, back off. <laughs> and I'm mean, assuming, Jason, <laughs> yes. you've, yes. you've felt that as well. Of and, course. And we talk to a lot of parents that, that listen to this show. How do you, as a 16-year-old, kind of navigate the communication back to your dad? Because you don't want to be disrespectful necessarily, but you also want to be independent. And yeah. so can you talk to that at all with, I mean, pretend your dad's not listening maybe, but obviously you guys have a lot of respect for each other. So I'm just curious how, how that's worked for you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It can get annoying sometimes, but I know it's <laughs> like, it's what's best for me and it's information that I do need to be hearing because other people aren't going to tell me it, even if it's harsh. Cause my dad's not afraid to tell me like what he wants to tell me. Like, if I'm, if I'm not performing, then he'll You mean me Briggs and Stratton over here? <laughs> it was a cub cadet. Uh, <laughs> the old cubby. Let, 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 me, let me toss some softballs up for you because there's going to be a lot of kids listening to, to this because they're all, you know, they're, they're big, big fans of yours. In fact, true story, uh, Jeremy Tripp, who's part of uh, City on the digital team, was, was a guest on the show. And after the show, we were having a conversation about the app and uh, the, the player profiles and the traction because the question was you know who's the most popular and we were sitting there speculating oh klaus or whatever and he's like oh no man caden caden gets all the clicks really? on on the app yeah and <laughs> so awesome. you you heard it here first that so awesome. <laughs> that's great so what but what that says to me kind of you know and all of us are, are st louis homers in this room um, we love the game. You know, we love seeing our own succeed more than we love the game. Uh, and you're, you're that person right now in a lot of people's eyes. So here's my questions. These are more rudimentary. Uh, for kids listening, talk a little bit about exercise, rest, diet, food, all those boring things 
that nobody really wants to talk about because everybody just wants to go score goals. But how important are those other pillars um, to your success at this point and, and in your normal everyday r- routine? Yeah, I mean, there's going to be days that you just want to sit around and not do anything. But, I mean, I totally get it. I had those days as well. But you just got to get up and do it. And it's something that my dad always talks to me about is how everyone thinks you have to balance this and that. But if you really want to be great at something, you have to go directly with what you want. And you're going to have to have to block out other things in your life, whether it's, you know, hanging out with friends or staying out late or whatever it may be. But if you really want something, then you're going to have to – you know, go with that. And it might mean that other things that you like get kind of pushed away, but yeah. When do you say that's the balance that you have to talk about? I think I always say you have to be misunderstood Yeah. in training mm. in your approach where, you know, we have neighbors and they go, gosh, they're out in the yard again. Yeah. And I go, well, then he's going to burn out. Right. And <laughs> the, I go, the neighbors are calling DCFS <laughs> yeah. all the time. Like yeah. this Jason guy is yeah. beating his kid. And I go, but that's misunderstood. <laughs> and and yeah. someone had asked a question earlier today with the uh, leadership group. And the question was something like, you know, who do you look up to or who do you listen to? And Caden said, David Goggins. And, you know, he's uh, the yeah. motivational guy. Yeah. And talks about his life experiences and struggles and you go you have to be misunderstood if you want to be great yeah. there's just no unfortunately you can't be a nice person and be the greatest like you because people don't understand they go well they train too much but then every person that says that they they go but I don't know why I'm not that person. You go, well, because <laughs> you're not training, you're not that, training much. that yeah. much. It doesn't, it, and it's a, it's a cruel, it's a cruel formula of like, they go, well, what is the formula? And you go, well, you have to train and be mis- misunderstood. You have to outwork everything. And then when you think that you've got it figured out, then you have to turn it up a notch going back to like, when you talk about when Caden decided to go from the steamers to Gallagher, we started training at 5 a.m., me and him at the at the YMCA. And then at, when he came to City, then it was like, all right, he went to training. He, he would do the YMCA, go to training for City, and then we would train at night. And then it was like, all right, now it's the you know first team uh, homegrown signing. And then it's like train every day. You know, watch more video, watch more film, game film of yourself critiquing because, and JB, you've seen the text messages that I send explaining like, okay, this is the LAFC defense and this is how they typically uh, play. And, And then that's what I'm sending him. And then he goes, well, that's what the coaches are saying. And I go, perfect. (laughs) <laughs> then, then I can I feel good that he's getting the right information, and I'm not I, I'm not over coaching or or out coaching what he's learning through city, but I'm just saying from his positional perspective and him being my child, you're vested. I go, yeah, I go, hey, well, you know, their center back always only plays it to his right side, only. So, how do you attack that when you're on the field? Well, and that, that's that's the important part. And he yeah, took him to his t- left. It's it's time <laughs> and burned him. Yeah, it's time. You, you, it's I, I think I think where, what I'm 
wondering or, you know, looking for you to answer is, you know, talking to the kids again that are going to be listening. How important is it to, to not only like put out your best effort for that hour and a half of practice, but what about all those other hours in the day? You know, what would you say to a kid that's like, what else should I do? Like, what are the two or three things that you would recommend them focus on? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to train on your own, you might as well just don't waste your time. I mean, if you're going to be there, put in all your effort. If you're going to go through the motions, it's not going to help you get anywhere. But, yeah, I mean, if you're there, just give it all you got, and it'll help you out in the long run. And, the, and then what about uh, diet and rest? Yeah, diet and rest. Rest is definitely something that helps me. Like, whenever we have a game, I do this probably every away trip. Whenever we have a game, uh, the games are always later, so... Me and my roommate, we close the curtains, and we honestly sleep, like, the whole day before the game, and then we wake up and we're ready to go. But really? I love that. I love that. Like, I, I couldn't have, do that. But, I couldn't do that it, go, growing up. I mean, couldn't do that. Even in the college ranks, I was always lazy when I did that. It was weird, dude. You, you do it all the time in Vegas. Well, I know that. Close those but curtains. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's weird. And I've seen both sides of that, like... Like, a lot of people are like, eat well, get a good night's sleep, and then you're up and at them early, and you get the blood moving early, and then you just get through the day until game time. And then there are people like that. That I mean, and whatever works, works. So do what works for that Not to be misunderstood. So, yeah. so I, I, got a, I got a closing question here for you, and then we're going we're gonna to cut you loose because you know, we can't put you through any more of this torture. <laughs> but being an MLS player now, seeing – Everything that's going on around the league, and in particular down there in Miami, right? The GOAT. The GOAT is here. Yeah, I mean, clearly you guys, everybody is following every inch of social around this thing almost nonstop. What would it mean to you that if you get the opportunity, you, you get there towards the end of the year, and St. Louis continues to go on this incredible run, stays in first, and goes through, and let's say Messi pulls his magic – in the East, what would it mean to you to be on the field with that number 10, you know, on the same pitch as you, being just a handful of years ago sitting on the couch with your dad, trying to study from him with, you know, 1080p, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. On a well, what, iPhone 4. Can, just <laughs> just paint a picture, and, and how crazy would that be for you? I honestly think I'd be speechless. I probably would just stare at him to be honest <laughs> but I honest I mean if I if I were to play against them I don't think I'd be as as nice as all these other guys are I mean everyone's giving them all this space to do well, you got like wants. 18 inches on him man yeah, that's what I'm saying, so. bump him I don't know Orlando, Orlando City tried to push him uh, and I got yeah, a second part of that question how lucky is that 18 year old um, Benjamin Kramaski? How, yeah. how, how lucky yeah. is that kid to get, get to get to experience that at for the next one to three four years? Because that kid, um, people are high on the hog with him, and he's it's deservedly so. But he looks really good with him on the field. Yeah, I mean to step in that position is. Like, everyone thinks, oh, it's so great to play with Messi, but, I mean, that's got to be a lot of pressure. I'm he's, sure. He's got to perform as well. He's done well. The yeah. answer was, it's not as much of a privilege as it will is with Leuven and Klaus. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Caden, man, this was a blast, man. Really appreciate you taking the time out. Congratulations on the jersey here at Gallagher. Um, you know, you and your whole family, just you guys should be extremely proud of what you've accomplished you know, we're clearly going to be following. We're going to be close by. Good luck with the rest of the season. 
you're welcome back anytime. So uh, enjoy the rest of your evening, and we'll catch up later on, man. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Caden. Thanks, Caden. Thank you. The term staycation was really invented by soccer moms. Located one hour and seven minutes from the arch, the Music Box Chalet at Innsbruck is a hidden gem. Buried in three acres of private woods, the Music Box has a master suite for just you, a loft and second bath for them, and a vinyl collection to meet your every mood. The full-size kitchen will easily accommodate three to 12 bottles of rosé, while the huge fire pit seating area will keep the big kids busy. Golf, fishing, kayaking, pickleball, or simply reading a book with Mother Nature, all at your fingertips. Visit either VRBO or Airbnb to find the Music Box Chalet. And now, back to those guys. The dude will abide. <laughs> if I keep buying them beers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and... We're back. What do you think, Zach? You like it, a little bounce? Oh, yeah, it's good. These two to my right really like it. Yes, sir. Cap- <laughs> I, I, we're sitting here with the Captain Steamer. Yeah, it's kinda- Oh, you're the fake one? <laughs> I'm oh, the I'm, real one? <laughs> I'm definitely the fake. <laughs> There's no other than one other than <laughs> Steve Petcher. Yes, that is... Our second half uh, uh, co-guest. Yeah, Caden's voice didn't just drastically change. <clears throat> no, Caden was like, these dudes are whack. I'm out of here. He literally threw the headset down and ran out. <laughs> yeah. I do feel like he probably felt like you he know, was talking to his dad, though. I mean, you guys are, we're all in the same vibe. Like, I don't know, man. I'm a pretty cool I'm a pretty cool dad. I didn't run lawnmowers and I'm much pit cooler. Oh, yeah, and that's a good point. <laughs> we, we connected on Barbie. That's what it was. You that's did connect on. I believe there was no connection. I believe there Zero. was uh, if there, What was that love connection? There was not a love connection there. <laughs> there was, Sorry. Oh yeah, that's so right. Uh we've we've got we got Steve Petcher here with us. Um kind of makes uh it's appropriate timing. Uh, given a uh, new relationship between uh, the I- two iconic clubs, really, uh, St. Louis Scott Gallagher and the St. Louis Steamers Club uh, ran by Jason Glover and yourself, Steve. Um, welcome back to the show again. You're becoming... You, you love the mic, man. You do like it. Just admit it. It's kind of fun. <laughs> He's put, a professional. What are you talking about? Yeah, but, but it, look, he was on the mic a lot in his playing days. Yeah. And then there was a big gap of just yelling at kids and running soccer practice, all that stuff, and yelling at everybody else. But now you get, you know, it's fun. Those no, it's a great time. I enjoy it. Um, <laughs> I, was on the, I wasn't on the mic. Kevin Slayton was on the mic announcing that I was going back into the penalty box, but... <laughs> That is true. Uh, there you Whole go. Another story. Lots of minutes. Well, I'm. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to open the table up here um, because you guys put an announcement out today uh, in all the socials, uh, a new relationship between the two clubs. So um, why don't you, whoever wants to go first, take the baton. Let us know. Let us know what's cooking between the the, the two enterprises. Yeah. So Jason and I have known each other for uh, a long time, and. Um, We've had a lot of conversations over the years regarding soccer and development of players and, and that type of thing. And 
And of course, the, the whole St. Louis Steamers um, connection, you know, with me playing for them back in the day and Jason taking over the, the St. Louis Steamers soccer club on the youth level. And we've always had a really good relationship. And I think we've always thought the same way in regarding developing kids and stuff like that. And he's done a great job with their organization. And just recently, um, when I took over as the president of, the, of Gallagher, Jason and I both contacted each other and said, hey, let's have a serious conversation now. And uh, we had lunch about a month ago, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just a month ago, and I paid I, for it too. Like small club buying <laughs> lunch for the big club. What the heck? Hey, man, but getting... that's my mo. Like I, I feel like hey, I, I, I love, you know, like you love taking I, me to lunch. I do. Like this is one of my childhood idols. So to be able to go to lunch first of all with somebody that you grew up watching play, and then to actually be able to. Be in the same like we're having conversations. Wait a second, did you like, sit on the same side of the booth? You guys went to Denny's. I'm, and t- I'm, not, I'm not answering that question. <laughs> we went to the, we went to the post. Ah, we there were we go. A, we were in a bar. Ah, we were on a high we top table. Yeah, at, yeah, come on. Okay, well, I, but I I'm glad we got that out. Of the I would have sat in the same side if he. <laughs> Jason's like, man, if I could go back, maybe I would have. Maybe I would have. <laughs> I should have <laughs> asked for a booth. <laughs> Change the <Next> venue <laughs> next time. Uh, but really, that's how the conversation started, and uh, within about by the end of lunch, uh, both of us pretty much had agreed on everything. And uh, I came back here and talked to a few people, and everybody was for it. And so we just started working up some paperwork just to make it official, so to speak. We could, the two of us could have easily done it with a handshake, and um, we put it on paper. And um, like I said, four weeks, and this thing got put together. So walk us well, through wait, what that four means. weeks yeah. was like from when we went to lunch to hang out, and then I think when we actually had our conversation, it was like maybe thirty seconds. We were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna." We'll do this. We just got to figure it out. But that was with the guys here at the club. Sure. You know, but the thing is, we've already been doing this. So it was more of saying, all right, how do you formalize it? Mm -hmm. Because we wanted to make it appropriate and make it known that we do a particular part of youth soccer really well. And so does Gallagher at the same ages. But they can't take everybody. Right. And so why not work together? And and then what we don't do well is at the older age groups. And that's where Gallagher fills that gap for us. Because even in Caden's situation, he grew up and grew out of the club. And he was part of our club and was there all the time. And then you just you grow up. Yeah. So he had to come to Scott Gallagher, and they fulfilled that need. And th- uh, that that's really where the importance of it is. If I'm willing to do it for my – I did it for all three of my kids. I did it for my oldest daughter, Haley, who's at Illinois State playing soccer. I did it for Lindsay, who's going to Missouri State, not playing soccer, but played for Petcher. Both my daughters played for Petcher. And then for my son. So if I believe in it that much, it should be a program that is formal. Well, so we've we've had a lot of conversations, just you know, cerebral and shithousery, and everything in between. Heavy on 
both actually. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a word? Um, which one? Sure. Cerebral? No. <laughs> Shithousery? There you go. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to trademark it, actually. <laughs> um, you, you know, Jason, you talk a lot about the the importance of rec, the place that rec has, the um, from from a community standpoint, from a cultural standpoint, from really a family uh, engagement standpoint, mm-hmm. and you know, and on on the other end of the spectrum is you know, as a lover of the game, and obviously you know, with the success that you've you personally experienced with with your son Caden, and a, a number of other players that have been in the club as well that that, that had outgrown the club right can can you speak a little bit to you know how that relationship is going to work because parents are going to be listening to this so the question in their mind is going to be well what does it really mean right if if my if if i'm in the region and and, and i want to get my kid into soccer and you know we're going to go to the steamers because i really like this jason guy and you know it's, it's close it's easy but how does how does development work what does that look like and at what point it, is gallagher in the picture or not in the picture talk a little bit about the x's and o's for yeah. panthers like what, what what does that really look like every situation is its own unique experience so Meaning you could be a child in our club and play for many years, or you could be in a situation where your family has been in the club and then they move, you know, to somewhere that's a little bit further north, maybe in the Creve Corps area. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, we don't, we can't drop, we can't make it because of work commitments to your location. Right. And they go, so we go, all right, well, then this actually just happened this week. And we go, well, there's a Creef Core location through Scott Gallagher because we're affiliated. So that's a situation, right? So that's easy because you go, all right, it's location. The other part is you go, all right, well, what if it's a player that's outgrown their environment? Well, we didn't, ha- we didn't have a perfect understanding of where to place that child meaning they could go to multiple clubs and sometimes it would work out and sometimes it wouldn't and sometimes we didn't even have any sort of uh hand in it because just there's a lot of kids and so you go here's here's the situation great player outgrows the club now they they're being guided towards Scott Gallagher for the reason of the resources and the experience and what can happen to them. And it's the best club for the environment of taking, if, if you want to get to the highest level of your potential, Scott Gallagher is the place because they have the resources. So in all of those different situations, whether it's location change, or if it's you outgrow your current team, or if it's just a simple matter of fact, we don't have turf. If that's important to a family, we're going to make that recommendation and say, Scott Gallagher has the facility. You can't deny that Soccer Park isn't a crown jewel of youth sports. So all of these things go into parents' decisions at the very beginning stages. And so our job, is to facilitate 
and to guide people. And people are always going to leave the club. That's, that's natural. But if we can help them and say, well, if I can get you to this team, you'll get recognized faster and appropriately placed quicker if we're involved. Whereas if you go somewhere else, you're just going to go on to a team that might yeah. have a gap and they go, here, play on this team, and it might be the worst team possible. Whereas now it's a communication level that is guiding kids to say, this is a great player. You can't put them on a lower-level team. That might take a year if you're not right. having that sort of well, you know, connection. <clears throat> well, I think, I think you, you, you hit it on the head in, in a way because so many parents, like especially with young kids, that maybe they, they themselves were not part of the process. Maybe they didn't play the game, you know, you know, and it's their first time through. The landscape, the soccer landscape in St. Louis, I, I mean, it's it's so immense. And the choices are, I mean, it's a phone book. You can go through a phone book of clubs everywhere, right? So, Patch, to you, how important it is to you, you know, now as the president of the club, you know, and moving forward is, are these kind of relationships kind of part of the vision moving forward to like a f look at a club like steamers and you're not looking to gobble everybody up per se but you're looking to create relationships because parents do get lost in this process relationships like this kind of make it a little bit easier so that they understand their options mm -hmm. and pathway etc where's where's gallagher at you know uh uh, uh viewing that relationship from a standpoint of not being a takeover, mm -hmm. but a relationship. Yeah, we're not looking to take over every club here in town, um, right. which is not possible anyway. But uh, it has to be the right situation. Um, you know, like I said earlier, the relationship that Jason and I have and his philosophy on everything. And, you know, you heard him talk about Caden and his development and stuff, development. Um, and I, I, we're just on the same wavelength. And, you can't find that in every club or, you know, with the leaders or the staff or whatever the case may be. So it's going to be, I think, few and far between, especially in the St. Louis area. Now, will we branch out eventually? Maybe yes. Um, we do have the Kansas City Scott Gallagher affiliation. Um, but it's not going to be it's not going to be everybody. It can't be, first right. of all. But uh, you got, it's got to be the right situation. And I'm not going to do it if it's not. Uh, and, you know, you asked, I think you were talking to Jason about, you know, what's, what's kind of, I want to phrase this maybe the wrong way, what's in it for the steamers, to, right? But um, we, we have what we call interested player kickarounds. In other words, it's tryouts uh, throughout the year. And right. Jason just attended one last weekend. And, you know, we can't take everybody. And <clears throat> we, although we have every level, a lot of our teams are full. Um, so now it, helps him because he attended it he saw some players that we couldn't place on any of our teams and he's already picked up a few kids from that tryout um which will help him in the long run because now it helps him maybe start building up some teams with numbers or maybe starting new teams and that type of thing and you know where he's focused on 99 and 7v7 and below um you know, and then he's the, hopefully the relationship is that those players, when they go to 11v11, then they'll 
you know, come over to us. But it's it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be a lot. Let's put it that way. Sure. Uh, it, it's got to be the right situation. So are you willing to admit on the mic that this is really just a nefarious attempt to try and get the logo back? Your beloved steamer logo. Well done. I do coach two teams, and both of them have already changed names. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't well, I, don't, I mean, realistically, don't I wish. well, you know, because so many of the youth teams, you know, the the inner the inner uh, club leagues, you know, they all dole out. Uh, oh sure. Everton, Man yeah. U, Liverpool, yep. right? Screw that. Everybody's It needs to be steamers. Comets. There you go. And you drop blast, that little yeah. logo yeah. on those. See, well, see what we're doing here? I, <laughs> I expect that. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, though, when you think of like the importance of the steamers, and especially for Steve and his family, and what it meant to him in that time frame of playing for the steamers for the professional indoor right. portion of it. And then you think about, well, fast forward to now and how important is it? And when you talk about Carl Rose, Don Ebert, and you have these guys on and it hits so uh, closely to every person that listens to these episodes, it's emotional. It I is. mean, I have a, a, Budweiser light in our basement that I got when I was nine years old. And it is the prized possession of my childhood. <laughs> that is the steamers. And I have the pennant and like, it was that important. So we're fortunate as a club to be, you know, aligned with Scott Gallagher. I've had the, uh, the, I've been privileged to be around a lot of great people in St. Louis, Petcher being one of them. You know, he coached both of my daughters, and that's important because how he helped them become who they are and their character and the way that, you know, he manages himself on the field, off the field, it's important. And so... When we decided to do this, it was more about, like, if you could pick, where would you go? Right. And this is it. This well, is the, 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 the help that it provides us. And if we can, every once in a while, provide another Caden, I mean, if we did it twice, it would be unheard of. Yeah. I, th I think the, the word that is floating in my head throughout this conversation, and I've kind of let it just marinate is legacy, right? And by bringing the steamers back into the fold within Scott Gallagher, which has become the most storied club in a, in a long, long time, and you take the most popular professional sports soccer team we've had, which was the steamers, and now you're marrying those together, and you're really trying to focus on what that legacy means. And, and I don't mean the ethereal legacy. I mean, the vision that Petch has, that you have, Jason, for developing players into not just good soccer players, but good kids, good people. And that's what you guys have done. And I think that's what's going to really resonate as this comes out, as people listening to, to us talk about it, but also just in the ecosphere of, of soccer in St. Louis knowing that there are two guys who really respect the history and tradition of St. Louis soccer and what it can bring to a kid and to their family. 
that's what you're selling, realistically. Yes, could there be another Caden? Let's hope so. Well, and but realistically, they're going to be going on and, and, and doing other things in their in their life. And I think having you guys at the helm for those two clubs is, is really cool. And you're going to be selling a lot of merch. That too. <laughs> yeah, which will be available at yeah. the Soccer Park Fan Shop shortly. I mean, let's, I mean, get, let's get into the brass tax. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into the financial numbers. Yeah. When is, that, right. when is that coming out? That will be online here in the next couple of weeks. Love it. Um, but I, I think, you know, a lot of it goes back to, um, you know, to trust. And, uh, yeah. you know, we both trust each other. And as like I said earlier, we didn't need to have it put it on paper. It could have been easily just a handshake. Well, let's, let's go. And here's the other part that I this is what I experienced today in the club. Hmm. When you when you walk into a conference room here at Soccer Park and there's a couple hundred young uh, adolescent boys that are 13, 14 years old, very impressionable, could be rowdy, could be disrespectful. Every one of them were polite, courteous. And when you think of all of the things that go on culturally, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook, and you read about, oh, the next generation, I'm telling you, when you walk into that conference room and you see all these athletes, it's something to be proud of. And, of course, my son is there, and I see all of the kids being so excited and the respectful questions that they're asking and how they treated my own child. And I go, all right, so all of the parents that are involved, they're not here, unfortunately, but their kids that are at this program, this, this leadership program this week, they're doing a great job raising young men. Right, and, right. And there's more kids that aren't going to be at the level of being a pro than at the level of pro. Sure. But what they're doing is just as important exactly. because in that room, there's a doctor, there's a lawyer, there's a, a person who's going to own a construction company, or maybe there's an artist, maybe there's something uh, that somebody invents something, coach. a coach. <laughs> like in that room, there's all these different opportunities. And that's what is really important. And so when we walk in kind of as outsiders and you see the, the appreciation and the excitement, it's, yeah, it's, it's unbeatable. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's a, and that's St. Louis yeah. right there in a nutshell. That is the experience that you get in, in the St. Louis soccer, uh, metropolitan area. Well, guys, I, I, you know, I, I know both of you fairly well getting to know you a lot better here you know be, because max my my max is nine so i'm gonna patch i'm gonna keep paying bills here for another five six seven years and i'll keep uh buying modelo <laughs> yeah what a thank you for the modelo <laughs> appreciate it you got you, look you guys are gonna kill it it's two iconic brands that continue to pump out character players um that turn into great students and adults and beyond uh, so wish you guys the best of luck with the affiliation moving forward. Look forward to the new the new merch lines. Definitely. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun. <laughs> that um, is gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So uh, Zach, which we're I uh, just want to thank Patch for again you know hosting us here at at Soccer Park and and providing us with this new studio. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we need to move some. It is a very overlooking, nice, overlooking field one. Field one. Field one. Hey, Holy crap. Oh, can I say this? Uh, 
1992, we beat Carl Rose's Bush team on field one for the U16 State Cup finals. What happens if I tell you, no, you can't say that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. They'll bleep it out, I guess. Carl's already gone. You're lucky. <laughs> that was 75? Was it 75? Their Bush 75 team, yeah. We yeah, that, Timmy oh, we Leonard. talked about that. Tim yeah, Leonard. Tim Leonard. We played against him. I even told him out in the hallway, in the Hall of Fame hallway, I go, you know we beat you. <laughs> he yeah. remembers, I But he beat us way more, but we beat him when it counted. Well, pa- I, I hey, just, Patch, is there a parachute clause on this contract? Because if this guy keeps that up, you know. <laughs> no, I just want to yeah. also thank Jason, you, for uh, being a guest twice now, hanging out with us and, and sharing your, your son and, and his words with us and, and, and our audience. I think this day has been great. Great to get to know all three of you. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited about how this is going to go. Yeah, guys, you're going to kill it. We'll see both of you soon. See you at the 100 corner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. I might be there Sunday. <laughs> they don't, oh, there you go. Yeah. They have Modelo there. I haven't seen it. Uh, it's probably in one area. It's kind of like going to Bush Stadium. Maybe right? Hellcat like, has it. I don't know. I, I, don't I, know. I haven't seen it. We'll, we'll seek it out. Maybe I'll just bring my own. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate the support. Uh, go check out the pages for both clubs, St. Louis Steamers and, obviously, SLSG. All over socials if you're curious about what's going on. Easiest way to learn. Uh, follow them on all the socials and uh, they, they got those website things too there'll be information there uh, plenty of outlets uh, but for those of us from the capital T-H-E Soccer Dad Pod appreciate listening again share the episode that's all we ask since Patch is buying all our beer from here on out <laughs> <laughs> or my daughter is there yes, we go yes, yes, yes. alright guys we're out thanks, thanks. thank, thank you, you.